Hello, sword people, and welcome to this episode of The Sword Guy. Before we get on with the show, I'd like to tell you about a package of free courses I've put together for you, which include a basic class in longsword, rapier, breathing exercises, meditation, and of course, joint care. I think these classes, especially meditation, breathing, and joint care, are simply too important to put behind a paywall, and so they are entirely free. You can find them at go.guywindsor.net. Just sign up there to join hundreds of your fellow sword enthusiasts and get immediate access to all of this material. I look forward to training with you. Now, on with the show. Hello, sword people. This is Guy Windsor, also known as the Sword Guy, and I'm here today with Elena Muzurina, who is a military saber instructor, a longsword champion, and has been researching and recreating historical martial arts for a little while now. So without further ado, Elena, welcome to the show. Uh, hello. Nice to meet you all. Hello, Guy. Hi. Uh, now, what made you want to start historical martial arts, and how did that actually happen? Um, it happened not so long ago, um, but uh, I think um, that uh, the ground was uh, uh, quite long ago because uh, I used to be a sporty and energetic uh, child. So uh, my life uh, every um, was connected every time was connected with uh, some kind of sports. Uh, for example, uh, swimming, dancing, and then I did some Eastern martial arts, uh, and that was um, uh, the most interesting sports for me. Uh, not dancing, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, maybe it, because of my temper or something. Um, so um, the way from uh, Eastern martial arts uh, to Western martial arts, it um, uh, happened. Um, um, within uh, several years uh, since my 13 uh, to my uh, 22 or something uh, and the transition was uh, um, not uh, not uh, so straight as it used to be for uh, some people who just uh, start HEMA uh, somehow they just um, found some club and started HEMA. Uh, it is not about me. Sure. <laughs> and because, uh, first of all, um, uh, uh, I think I should uh, make some uh, starting point. Um, in Russia, HEMA is uh, not so old, not so um, prolific at this moment, uh, and um, uh, we are just in the beginning of our way. Uh, we can count uh, the beginning uh, the starting of uh, HEMA, um, which is less than uh, 10 years. Uh, really? Yes, uh, for Russia it is uh, not mainstream now. It is uh, uh, not really um, um, not really a, a systematic or structural. It is uh, like um, very uh, progressive, uh, but really? now hobby. Uh, you okay. know, we haven't got any... Uh, we haven't got much, uh, many, <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> professional uh, teachers now because it is uh, quite uh, young uh, discipline. Uh, so when I started, uh, HEMA just uh, reached uh, the Russia, uh, Russia, Russian Federation. <laughs> uh, so um, I was uh, uh, maybe of second or even first generation of people uh, who uh, decided to learn it. Uh, so, you know, um, it was um, uh, quite uh, complicated, uh, but now I see uh, the progress. I see um, that uh, in Russia, Hima is um, uh, growing, growing uh, very fast. Mm. Uh, so I've Excellent. started, yes, uh, so I've started it after uh, doing some LARPing stuff. Uh, maybe you heard about it. Uh, yes, uh, so it was my first experience with swords. And uh, I should say that uh, also I decided to uh, go and do Eastern martial arts because I was sure that they will give me a sword. 
<laughs> it, it didn't happen uh, one year, second year, and third year, and I decided that something wrong. <laughs> so yes. It was my uh, something like dream, something uh, that I was uh, eager to do. And when I uh, haven't got any katana or some sword, <laughs> I decided to um, change my focus. And also, I have an, I have had another reasons to uh, quit. Uh, so after um, quitting Eastern martial arts, uh, I was in some searching. I was uh, seeking something that uh, will uh, give me. Um, the competitive aspect because uh, I like sports, I like to compete, uh, and also it also should contain some sorts of stuff. Um, maybe it is uh, some books or film influence, so it is a long story. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And uh, whereabouts exactly are you in Russia? Um, I'm located, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm located uh, in St. Petersburg. Uh, it is uh, quite near Finland. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it is, um, I think, um, most uh, Hima city in our country because uh, many things started here. Yeah, I mean, I remember like maybe 15 years ago, um, a, a Russian... Um, historical martial arts instructor came to one of my seminars in Helsinki Aww. and um, we actually did quite a lot of, you know, he came over several times. This is in like 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. um, but so, yeah, I, I know it's been sort of slowly growing in St. Petersburg. Um, so what, what is it like there now? I mean, I, how often do you train? Um, what sort of clubs do you have? What's it like? Um, Starting from the start, <laughs> I, I train uh, now not so regularly uh, as I did before because now I have a small baby and uh, also um, some work. Uh, I, I uh, produce um, equipment for Hima. It is um, my. Oh, really? Yep, I have um, my own company, Foxtel Equipment. Uh, and uh, we produce uh, some gear for uh, HEMA or uh, another types of fencing that are quite close to HEMA. Uh, okay. So uh, my trainings are now um, not so regular. Uh, for example, two times a week. Uh, and before it was three times a week or even four. And last uh, almost uh, four and a half years, I have... Uh, um, not so tough uh, schedule, not so cool, <laughs> only <laughs> twice. Yeah, well, I mean, for a parent of a young child to be able to train twice a week, that's actually pretty good. I mean, most, probably the most common reason why my more sort of senior students would effectively quit fencing altogether is because the children came along and they just didn't have the time or the energy. So if you if you can have a, a, like a, a four-year-old child and – and still be training twice a week. I think that's pretty impressive. I think uh, it is um, a big, uh, big deal of my husband because I'm lucky with him. He understands perfectly what I need because he <laughs> <laughs> he needs the same stuff. So we just agreed on uh, the fact that uh, I give him uh, his spare time for trainings and he gives mine. So we have uh, some agreement. <laughs> that's, that's an excellent arrangement. Yes, we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, tell me more about your equipment company. I wasn't aware that you had an equipment company. What's it called again? Uh, Foxtail Equipment. Foxtail Equipment, okay. Uh, yes. So we, and what do you make? We, we've started uh, several years ago. Uh, I, I uh, like to joke that my company is like my child because we decided to uh, do it uh, seriously. Also, um, the same moment that we uh, uh, have Alice. Alisa is my child. So the same yeah. year. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so I have two child, <laughs> children. <laughs> yes. um, uh, and um, what, uh, what we have, uh, the main thing uh, is um, uh, plastic equipment, 
plastic limb uh, protection. Uh, also, we have uh, fencing gloves and some uh, things like a gorget, for example, mask overlays. So it is. Uh, um, we, we used to um, dress uh, HEMA practitioners uh, almost from, uh, from toe to, to their head. <laughs> wow. Um, yep. Excellent. And, and that's the sort of equipment that you use in tournaments, yes? Uh, yes, I try to do the stuff that uh, I'm fond of or what I'm ready to use and uh, what, what is uh, reliable for me and my customers. Excellent. Um, so... Um, am I right in thinking that your main research interests are saber and longsword? Uh, yes, main research interest uh, is uh, primarily Italian saber. Uh, I've started Italian saber, okay. Italian saber, yes. Uh, uh, I started uh, from uh, Radelli and then uh, switched to um, Barbazetti, Luigi Barbazetti. Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, yes, wow. I, I, I like it. Um, most, I don't know why, because uh, maybe it is a matter of aesthetics or uh, maybe a tournament uh, application, because as you know, I'm a tournament fighter and I'm, uh, I like uh, finding uh, things uh, that, that uh, first of all, uh, working. Second, it uh, um, must be not just uh, adaptation of for sports saber, uh, latest year, I'm interested in finding uh, the system uh, that uh, works and looks like it have to, I mean, in a historical context. So since uh, 2017, after visiting Prague, uh, I focused on uh, that system of Luigi Barbazetti. Okay. Wow. Because I've come across some um, Russian saber manuals from the 19th century. Have you... Have you looked at those? Uh, yes, I have some uh, some opinion <laughs> about it. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. We love opinions on this show. So please do tell us all about your opinion of these Russian sources. Uh, really, you know that um, uh, Russian sources, uh, if uh, we speak about uh, late uh, 19th century, it is uh, uh, quite, uh, quite near uh, to the Italian saber. Uh, and uh, earlier it was uh, closer to the French school. Uh, that is why um, I think that uh, when we speak about the uh, latest Russian uh, systems, uh, we also uh, must uh, see uh, and have in our mind the influence of Italian school. So I think it is um, maybe one of the reasons uh, I decided to do it. Um, uh, I don't know why I'm not so interested in uh, Russian schools. Maybe uh, it is the same thing. Uh, uh, not all Italians uh, like Italian longsword, you know. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I, I do Italian fencing myself, mostly um, Fiore and Capoferro. So I'm I am completely with you on the, shall we say, the superiority of Italian fencing over all other forms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so too. <laughs> I like it. And, Excellent. And uh, several words about Fiore, uh, because uh, before this year, I have I have had some um, not so deep uh, interested in uh, Fiore in, in uh, mm -hmm. studying longsword. I just uh, I just been training under my uh, instructor and it was okay. But this year I don't know also what happened. Maybe it is some evolution <laughs> of a chemist. Uh, but I decided to um, to dig it. I decided to make some uh, research into Fiore um, and uh, try to um, try to. Um, apply uh, things what he says more than usual. Um, maybe it, yes, maybe because uh, I'm I'm at the level where I can um, let myself to do it uh, because I know something about fencing now, and uh, it is not so interesting just uh, just to win. Uh, you know, you uh, when years ago you just uh, uh, seek your 
search something for yourself that will uh, make mm-hmm. you uh, feel satisfied with your fencing. You're just looking for another fun, not just uh, medals. You see that uh, you need some other progress. So I'm on that way now. Excellent. Well, w- welcome to the historical path. That's great <laughs> <Thanks>. news. <laughs> um, do you read Italian at all? Uh, sorry? Do you read Italian? Uh, it is uh, my it is my gap, I think, um, because uh, I know only Russian and English and a bit German. Uh, but now we have uh, very good things happen uh, in Russia. For example, uh, uh, last month uh, we um, we got um, Fiora uh, manual uh, translated and published. So now we have the full translation uh, in Russian. It was made Excellent. by yes, uh, where uh, it is some uh, some big deal. I think uh, it was yeah, made sure. uh, by Vadim Senichev, and my big thank you for him for making it. Uh, so uh, now we have uh, this book uh, much more close to the public. That is fantastic news. I didn't know Fiore had been translated into Russian. Um, and, and of course, if you're if you're you know researching Fiore and you come across stuff and you want to discuss at any point, just drop me an email and I'm always happy to talk Fiore. Oh, great! Thank you very much. I think I will have many questions in the future because I'm in the beginning of my way now. Sure. Um, now we all have things we know we ought to be training more. Uh, or studying more, and it sounds like you're sort of moving a little bit more towards um, historical research and perhaps less of the tournament um, fencing. But what does your actual training look like? What 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 do you normally practice? Um, if, How do you train? Uh huh. If uh, we take uh, our common training, it consists of uh, warm up. Um, then footwork, then pair exercises, and uh, if we have uh, time and our program says so, so we have free play. Uh, it is uh, just a common thing. And also uh, we have a separate uh, um, free play training once a week. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, each uh, class has uh, uh, its own schedule, for example, two or three times a week, and then uh, common school uh, uh, fencing practice. Uh, also, uh, we have uh, some uh, online lessons, uh, which, we have, uh, which we have to have more, <laughs> because sure. I think uh, that uh, it was very nice experience. Uh, so quarantine uh, made us uh, some... Um, uh, some good. Um, um. Yeah, I I've been thinking this a long time. It's like like since since lockdown started, yes, or mm. the coronavirus thing. There have been many many bad things, but there have also been some good things. And one of those good things is we are figuring out how to teach and learn martial arts over the internet. Yeah, that's, yes, uh, that's much, a good thing. Uh-huh, much more time for studying uh, theoretical things, uh, much more uh, time also. for research. And uh, it was uh, also some uh, new stage for our school because uh, uh, usually we haven't got um, much time uh, for uh, um, studying manuals at the training. Uh, uh-huh. It is, uh, we used to think that it is um, the job of uh, our instructor. Just uh, we uh, use his uh, thoughts, we use his interpretations, so um, we are not used to uh, do it by ourselves. Uh, but lockdown uh, made things different, and uh, we uh, paid quite uh, much attention to online classes where we just discussed uh, all the things uh, that we had uh, not, um, not enough studying. So thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks. Mm. Um, and uh, the second part of the questions uh, question, I don't remember what it was about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, not to worry. Not right. This, 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 this isn't a quiz. It's just, it's just a conversation. Um, now, you, you said you didn't start training that long ago. So it's actually, I actually find it quite useful 
Um, so once people have been training 20 years or whatever, they forget what it was like to start. And so it's much better to get advice for beginners from people who've started more recently. So um, do you have any suggestions or advice for people who are just starting uh, to pick up swords? Yes, I have some because um, I do remember how it was uh, for me. Uh, and uh, I've uh, told you in the beginning how it was. Uh, it was uh, not not that easy also because uh, we haven't uh, many uh, translated books uh, in access. Uh, also, we haven't uh, many professional trainers, and even now we have uh, uh, maybe 10 in, in Russia and even uh, less uh, people who do it professionally, I mean, uh, for living. Um, sure. Uh, so my biggest advice now, uh, just to try uh, find someone uh, to teach from, uh, good instructor, good trainer, who uh, you can ask questions, uh, the person who will uh, guide you and give you uh, the information uh, that will save your time. Because in the beginnings, uh, wasting time for some uh, crazy stuff, it is a big problem. And then you have, yeah. <laughs> yes, and then you have some uh, bad habits and you are just uh, uh, ruin something or spoil something. So you, you can, um, uh, you can um, uh, do without it or just uh, make it uh, the smaller effect. Uh, also, it is good to have some a person that is inspire inspire you. Uh, I mean, um, you know, the person who um, can who can uh, motivate you. Just uh, do not quit. Do not uh, think that you are uh, the the cleverest here. I mean, the person who will. Uh, mm, motivate you it is really really important in the beginning okay so who mm. motivates you who motivates me it is um interesting question uh because um in some periods of my uh, career career how should i say it career, uh, career yeah thanks uh in some periods of my car career um uh, there were um, different people um, who influenced uh, for example uh, the beginning uh, when uh, I just uh, get fa got familiar with Hema uh, it was uh, of course my trainer uh, and then in uh, 2014 when uh, I have um, first um, crossed the borders of Russia <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, traveled to Italy and uh, see how it happens here. I've um, I was uh, surprised, amazed, you know, uh, because uh, I, I I saw how it uh, happens uh, in um, Saladarna Kilomarotsa, and also it was uh, some influence, uh, you know. Uh, then um, also I visited in other countries. I visited Sweden in uh, 2015 and saw how they do it. Uh, also, it was a big uh, inspiration. I, I've uh, got familiar with uh, Christian Konsmo, with Karl Riberg, and it is also was uh, uh, thing to, uh, the thing to think about very deep. Uh, also, in uh, two, two years uh, after it, I've uh, visited Prague, uh, Saber slash event where I've uh, met Leonid Kuzuzic and uh, he was um, mm, some starting point for me uh, because I decided to do uh, Barbazeta Saber uh, at this moment uh, and now I can see that uh, I have uh, uh, people like uh, mm, for example you because I have <laughs> your books <laughs> And uh, Thank you. it is uh, the thing uh, um, that uh, helped me uh, with theory uh, because uh, you are writing in English and I'm, uh, I understand it. So it is a big input, really. 
because uh, you um, you made a big deal for even Russian people. I don't know Brazilians and all that people who <laughs> decided to uh, to study theory. Uh, many people, you know, uh, for example, in Russia, I can uh, say about Sergei Kultaev, uh, who was the first person with sword I uh, I've seen. We haven't uh, any experience before uh, with long sword. I mean. Uh, so he uh, did much for uh, HEMA in Russia. Uh, my trainer, other trainers, uh, my trainer Andrei Muturin also uh, gave me uh, much thing, much things. Um, I think something like that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's, uh, that's a lot of people, and that's actually a a, a really kind of common thread with the people I interview is they tend to have traveled widely and trained with lots of different people and gotten inspiration from lots of different people. And I think that's a, that's a really good way to go about it. I mean, Fiore himself traveled and trained with uh, both Italian and German instructors. So it's, it's a good pattern. Uh, yes, I think we have, uh, we have to uh, do it. Uh, more often. Yeah, well, I'm very much looking forward to this coronavirus being over so I can get back on an aeroplane. <laughs> yes, it is my big wish too. Yeah. Um, so as a equipment producer, I imagine you have some pretty strong opinions about what sort of equipment um, we, sh we can and should be developing. Uh, yes. Well, uh, oh, sorry. You know, I was I was just going to ask. Um, what do you think is the one area where there's the most work to do? Uh, at the moment, uh, I think that uh, we should develop um, some more uh, comfortable gauntlets for uh, longsword, uh, because, okay. for example. Um, after starting uh, doing uh, longsword uh, research, I see mm -hmm. that uh, there are some techniques that will not work in some space lobsters. I adore yeah. space lobsters because of their uh, safety, uh, but I see that uh, in some on some level it is um, not enough. For, um, how should I say? Uh, not enough for. They're not so yeah, comfortable. For, for protection. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand them because I can't hold a sword properly when I'm wearing them. Uh, yes, and it is uh, the problem. Uh, also, just uh, before starting long sword research, I uh, I was sure that uh, we have some troubles with uh, military saber gloves. Mm. Uh, but now I see that the bigger is <laughs> long sword gauntlets. It is even uh, even bigger. Um, sure. Also, I see uh, the big problem that uh, we haven't got uh, much uh, suggestion for clubs uh, that uh, just started or uh, they're running uh, some maybe discounts or some uh, stuff uh, that uh, could be uh, that could be purchased uh, in a big amount, uh, you know, lower right. prices and uh, some. Sure. Uh, some something that will help uh, run your own club. Uh, massive, massive production, I mean. Yes, because at the moment, you, the companies that produce the equipment are set up to sell to individuals and their margins just don't really allow them to say, yes, okay, you can have, if you order more than this many, you get 40% off. Like the sort of, the sort of economies of scale that we see with <clears throat> most other sporting equipment. Uh, yes, uh, that's the point, because I'm not only a manufacturer, I'm also a trainer and sportsman, and I see this uh, problem. Uh, it is uh, not only about uh, money, it is also about uh, developing uh, FEMA. So uh, we have much things to do in the future. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, though. Like, to my mind, the hand protection for longsword problem was solved about 600 years ago with <laughs> close, closely tailored steel gauntlets. Uh, 
which is what I've been using for like 15 years uh, with no problems at all. So is there a reason not to use steel gauntlets? Um, I think uh, the main reason, for example, uh, in uh, Russia, it is uh, the thing um, that steel uh, gauntlets are not uh, allowed at tournaments. And uh, okay. there are some reasons to do it. Uh, I think uh, it is uh, it causes some um, problems for judges, um, and uh, I'm uh, really not sure that it is the most uh, the, the safest uh, thing. I never use it, and uh, maybe I just have to try it, and I will change my opinion. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I would. The thing about steel gauntlets is they have to if they fit properly, they're beautiful. I mean, I, I, with mine, um, I, if, I, if I could play the piano at all, I could probably play the piano wearing those gauntlets. <laughs> um, and I've been hit, I don't know, well, I mean, if I'm giving a fencing lesson, for example, and training my student to hit my hands, mm -hmm. then they're going to hit the hands over and over again. And I've never had a problem with, with the gauntlets wearing out or getting injured through them or anything like that. So... I mean, of course, I've been injured while wearing them when mm. a, a random sword strike has happened to hit, say, uh, a, a, a part of my hand which was not covered by the gauntlet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they are, from a safety perspective, as far as in my experience, they're much, much safer than the plastic ones because they're tougher. And mm. Because they give complete freedom of movement, you can have your hands in the right place on the sword, so the hands are better protected already by the sword itself. So, um, but there's a lot of variety of opinion on this subject. Uh, <laughs> so. Yes, I, I'm sure, but uh, I think uh, the problem that it is Russia, you know, okay. <laughs> some people uh, hit uh, quite hard. And I'm uh, really not sure that uh, these gauntlets will endure. Um, I, I, I'm not sure because um, I'm not sure why it happens, but, you know, I uh, have um, some story uh, about <laughs> Russians. Maybe I will give uh, some um, uh, information that it is uh, uh, not really... Uh, important, but uh, <laughs> it is very funny, so I will share with you. Um, uh, at some tournament, um, there was a question, who is uh, the most uh, hard hitter? Uh, so, you know, uh, ten, um, ten, scale, um, 10 scales. Uh, uh, so, uh, Englishman, it is uh, something about four. Uh, okay, uh, Polish man is something, um, yes, it is about eight. Okay. Uh, Ukrainians, it is uh, nine or ten, and Russian, it is uh, 12. <laughs> it is uh, only anecdote, it is only story, but uh, it, it so, has something in it. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that is? Um, I don't know uh, why. It happens now. Maybe it was uh, something like uh, old tradition because uh, our Hema um, uh, not so um, started not so long ago, and uh, we have uh, um, other types of uh, near historical uh, fencing before it, and it also had some traditions. Also, we have uh, we have uh, very um, strong um, discipline like uh, historical medieval battle. Uh, maybe you've heard right. about it. Uh, so yes. uh, some, some the nations. Yes, yes, uh, the things, the thing. Uh, so uh, we have uh, influence from uh, one point, from one side, and influence from the other side. And you know, we're somewhere on the crossing. So we uh, just um, take something, and uh, yeah. we are just um, in the process of um, forming, forming Hima now. You know, uh, I used to live in Finland, and about seven years ago, I was doing uh, demonstrations at a place called Hamenlinna, which has a mm -hmm. castle, and they had this this event every year, and I would go and do demonstrations and whatever. And one year, they brought this um, group of Russian reenactors over to do like demonstration fights and what have you, and 
there was, I think there were 12 of them in the group. And I do know that by the end of the weekend, mm-hmm. only one of them had <laughs> not gone to the hospital. Uh, we're enthusiastic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was, was bad uh, gear protection and maybe some uh, um, I, I don't think <laughs> I, th- I, th- I don't think it was the gear because I mean, they were wearing armor. But the thing is, armor can only protect you from so much. It's it it can't it can't protect you from someone who is just beating the shit out of you with a big heavy metal object over and over uh, again. Yes, yes, it is a uh, it is a thing uh, thing for uh, for them who like it. Uh, <laughs> there are many people in Russia who like it, and uh, as many people who uh, doesn't like it. Uh, so we also have a different approach to fencing. Someone to, someone. Uh, prefer just um, this uh, H&D uh, approach and uh, for example we, our club and um, other HEMA clubs, uh, we find other things uh, beautiful other things uh, uh, worth practicing which is just a different approach Yeah. Uh, so what, what things um, do you find most beautiful and worth practicing? Hmm I find beautiful when uh, things are uh, done properly, you know, uh, when you see uh, how the mind works, uh, you see uh, the idea and um, how, it, uh, how it was uh, managed, how it was put in real life. Uh, I like to see the thought, I like to see how a person adopts, I like uh, uh, when uh, person have a uh, perfect distance feeling and uh, mm. when uh, the person uh, feels uh, the time um, I like um, mm, how should I say uh, it is um, I like um, smart and uh, beautiful fencing mm. uh, for each person it it, uh, it is uh, different things but for me uh, the main thing just to see the um, work of mind all right so so the fencing as an expression of the personality behind it uh yes uh, well said well said <laughs> well I, i'm a writer so i'm supposed to be quite good with language. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I like your uh, books uh, they have very easy language really oh thank you but uh, it's it's I, I try really hard to make it so that because I'm aware that an awful lot of people who are reading my books, English is not their first language. So I try to, I try to keep it clear and, you know, you you know straightforward. And <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, what has been, would you say, your proudest moment in your historical martial arts career so far? Mm, um. Being a sportsman, you know, um, proudest moment uh, for me, um, uh, winning, of course, uh, big tournaments. Uh, the uh, the more proudest moment for me, uh, winning uh, the same uh, them the way I uh, wanted to uh, okay. when I did uh, the things right, and I am satisfied with my bouts. Um, I'm um, really satisfied uh, uh, with um, learning, with uh, studying someone. Uh, it is also my proudest moment when I see when my students uh, do things right. Mm. I feel myself so so warm, you know. I feel myself so satisfied. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it's I, like being I, a parent. Uh, yes, yes. I think uh, it have much in common. Yes. Um, if uh, if uh, being more detailed, I should admit that uh, uh, my uh, swordfish medals mean much for me uh, because um, it is uh, one of the greatest uh, events. Uh, I mean, in competitive field. Uh, so winning it um, was uh, a big uh, um, uh, experience, big expression for me. Sure. 
uh, what have I say? And also in Russia, we have now uh, very uh, tough tournaments because HEMA uh, started to be more um, popular and more massive. And um, uh, the competition at this tournament is uh, really high, really tough. So winning uh, in Russia, sometimes it is uh, uh, it worth uh, much uh, than winning uh, some abroad competition uh, because um, uh, we have um, very motivated uh, people who study, who sure. works hard. So you just go and see these uh, ladies. You just uh, see these men and see how much uh, they worked and uh, that they uh, have their will. And in Russia, it yeah. is really tough to win. So my big congratulations to uh, them who, do, who does it and for um, for the foreign practitioners who take the medals here. It is really tough. Okay. So how do you prepare for such a tough tournament? Um, I think um, you mean um, in the field of organization, how to make tournaments? No, no. I mean, I mean your training. Uh, we we have um, we have uh, much things to do. I mean, uh, we pay our attention to the physical condition, uh, not only uh, practicing um, uh, our skills, our fencing skills, techniques. Uh, we, for example, uh, in our school. Uh, we admit that uh, to be successful in uh, free play uh, and also even in learning techniques, uh, you should be strong, uh, you should be fast. So we pay attention to the um, exercises that um, improve your physical form, physical condition. Okay. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Also, uh, we make um, many uh, sparrings uh, with tasks. Uh, I mean, not only free play with uh, with the aim uh, just hitting. Uh, we uh, solve some uh, tasks during it. Uh, that's okay. why. Like, uh, like what? Uh, for example, uh, you should make. Uh, um, how should I put it? Uh, for example, you should solve some situation uh, using different uh, techniques. Okay. It makes your mind work. Uh, oh. Or otherwise, otherwise you should uh, solve uh, different situation with uh, one uh, method, with one uh, skill um, technique, and uh, vice versa. Excellent. Yeah, I, I have a thing in, in when I'm teaching my students this sort of thing. Do you know how I have a card game called Audacia, mm -hmm. which is it simulates um, a longsword fight. And so what I do is I take the action cards from that and mm -hmm. the the um, practitioners uh, or the, the fencers, they draw a card and they show it to me. And that mm -hmm. is the only blow or technique they can use that will score a point. OK, mm -hmm. and it's and they each they don't know what the other one's card is. Right. And so then they have to construct the fight so that they can get to do, I don't know, maybe a pommel strike with an elbow push or maybe a rising blow to the hands or whatever. So they have to they can't just do the things they're comfortable with. They have to, mm -hmm. they have to learn how to push their opponent into a situation where they can do the thing they want to do. And having that randomizer, I find, is it really it, it forces them out of their comfort zone. Um, I think it is interesting, interesting thing, uh, just to uh, wider the um, the arsenal, uh, you know, exactly. uh, the, the set of uh, skills. Uh, it is an uh, important thing to have uh, um, many skills, yeah. not only uh, striking hands, not only uh, um, making thrust, uh, thrust, uh, uh, passing step. Yeah, you know, many. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, there's no good being what we call a one-trick pony. <laughs> one-trick pony. Yep. Okay, so um, I have a, a few, um, a couple of questions that I I usually sort of finish up with, and the first one is, 
what is the best idea you've never acted on? Um, I, um, I had many ideas during my career and uh, many, uh, many were um, dead. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, things changed and also my ideas changed and someone uh, decided to do it before me. And okay. uh, now I, uh, I feel uh, like we have to um, pay uh, more attention to the methodics. I mean, to make it uh, more systematic and structural, uh, we have to train uh, trainers firstly. Mm. Um, it is uh, the thing uh, that uh, I've, I've been telling before. Um, also, um, we should make some guides for um, judges uh, because in Russia we haven't got uh, some um, uh, unified system. Uh, we have different rules and it's okay, I think, different rules. Uh, we have to have it. Um, but we haven't got a um, clear uh, method of uh, training judges. And so it influences much. Um, also, um, I think uh, we, have, uh, we have to have more translations. Uh, it is a good idea, for example, to have a red in Russia, Russian language. Yeah. Uh, we have Barbazetti um, translation, uh, but uh, there, are, um, there are many sources uh, that uh, need translation. And they're just waiting to be um, implemented. <laughs> mm. And mm, I think good idea also to have uh, some uh, meetings, maybe year meetings, some fight and learn camps. Uh, it is uh, not very mm, common in Russia. Uh, they started um, to appear, for example, uh, three years ago. It is also very young practice. We have to have it more. Okay. Um, that's, that leads me on to my last question, which is if somebody gives you a million dollars or pounds, some big chunk of money, and the money is imaginary, so you can make it bigger if you want to. Uh, it doesn't cost any extra. Um, to spend mm -hmm. improving historical martial arts generally, where do you think that money should go? Um, I think it is uh, the best question <laughs> because it <laughs> really um, um, motivated me to uh, think about very strong. Um, uh, I think um, we should uh, um, just uh, make opportunity for uh, the people who already do it uh, to do it better. I mean, to give them time. Um, okay. I've, um, I've learned, uh, several days ago about some Finnish, uh, in Finland, I mean, uh, experiment, uh, when some, um, when the government gave, uh, some bunch of people, uh, money that, uh, helped them to, uh, cover their, their bills. So they just uh, decided not to, um, to mm, waste uh, their time. Uh, in different way, because uh, their bills were covered and they uh, had opportunities to think about uh, other things that are not primarily usually. So uh, I would uh, waste, uh, I would uh, give this money uh, to them who are interested in Kima, but uh, do not have opportunity uh, to study deeper because they haven't got uh, money for um, working resources uh, they can't uh, travel to that countries to um, take and to study resources. Uh, also, uh, give people time uh, to uh, make some uh, uh, learning materials because it is also uh, this time wasted for uh, earning a living now. Mm -hmm. So my uh, my um, opinion on this question that we just. Uh, uh, we mustn't do some giant tournament or we mustn't do some, uh, I don't know, uh, even bigger uh, workshop event. We must uh, pay people uh, for, for their study. 
giving them so, time. So you, you, would, you would create a universal basic income system for people so they could give up their day jobs and just do swords? Um, yes, because I That's see a brilliant how... idea. I, I, am totally, I am totally in favor of that. That's pretty much what I did, only I got my students to give me a basic income and so I could do swords all day. <laughs> yes, yes. So. It is a really, really important thing because when you yeah. do not think about uh, your food, you uh, think about uh, uh, bigger things. Right. Exactly. Well, I think that's a wonderful place to finish. Thank you very much for talking to me today, Elena. It's been a delight. Thank you very much for uh, for inviting me. It was a very nice conversation. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Elena Mazurina. Remember to go along to guywindsor.net forward slash podcast for the episode show notes. And for the first time in the history of The Sword Guy, and we've been going for over six months now, um, you can also find a transcription of the show which has been produced before the show goes out. So um, this is a first. It's taken us some months to catch up with the backlog of episodes. And we were only able to do this thanks to the very kind and generous support of the patrons of the show on patreon.com forward slash the sword guy. If you would like to help out, we would love to see you there. It's a growing community of people who really care about the show. So patreon.com forward slash the sword guy. I should also remind you about the free courses which you can get to help you with your knees, your arms, meditation, breathing, and there's even a longsword and rapier basic class in there too. You can find those at go.guywindsor.net. Tune in next week when I'll be talking to Damon Young, philosopher, swordsman and writer. We'll be discussing philosophy, obviously, uh, fencing, also obviously, and some of his books too, which include the children's book Philosophy in the Garden and the philosophy work My Nana is a Ninja, although perhaps I got the uh, categories the wrong way around there. Anyway, it was a highly enjoyable conversation. Don't miss it. So subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, this show now has five five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you'd like to take a moment to rate and ideally even review the show uh, wherever you happen to subscribe, that would be fantastic. It costs you nothing and it really helps get the podcast out to more people. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week.